And now we had to tell you about this. We saw this today. It was, it was announced today the most common vegetable that toddlers eat is French fries. Yeah. <laughs> or as my brain processed this story, a study has confirmed that French fries are a vegetable. And you should never eat French fries, according to a lot of your diet people. Yeah. Diet people can shut up. Yeah, why don't you shove those French fries? Yeah. Judy and I are trying to be super healthy these days. Good for you. Trying to drop a little weight, you know, just be healthier. And I was at a great restaurant last night, and I opted for the healthy choice. (sighs) I had a donut last night, first time in a long time, and it was... uh, I mean, compared to my levels of debauchery that I used to engage in, it ain't much, but I was pretty disappointed in myself. The donut is uh, the French fry of the morning. It's inexcusable. There's no reason to ever eat a donut. No. No. Although there's about to be hundreds of them around us for uh, for next no. hour. No. I don't know if I have the will. Yeah. Uh, speaking of kids, I got this text because uh, I mentioned my son started third grade recently. Uh, third grade, Jack, is all about multiplication tables. Long division, cursive writing. Did I mention that on the show? I had no yes. idea cursive was still a thing. It's back. Because all my nieces didn't learn cursive. It's Lucky back and curlier than ever. But anyway, third grade is all about long division, cursive writing, and trying out swear words around your friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's just pretty funny. Oh, that is good. That is good. And then I just opened up the New York Post and... Um, Big article about Elon Musk smokes pot on Joe Rogan's podcast. He's out of control. He's gone rogue. He's he's lost his mind. He's God, that, I didn't cracking. think that would be newsworthy. I thought we were past that. And I'm not a marijuana enthusiast or, or fan or I'm 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 unhappy with all the positive press it's getting. It bothers me. I'm anti it getting all this this is what all cool people do. I don't like that message. Okay. Fair um, enough. But I didn't think that it would a grown man now that it's legal in in where he lives i didn't think it'd be newsworthy at all yeah who cares well i think this is a good example of you're a a west coaster uh cal unicornian and um you know the rest of the country isn't quite where the left coast is and wall street certainly isn't and people who invest aren't so people are a little freaked out I, i i'm fascinated by the guy i hope he doesn't crack up but, you know, I, you were the first person I ever heard observe this many, many years ago, that genius is just another kind of your brain doesn't work normally. A super genius has a brain that doesn't click like the rest of ours. And I think most people view it as entirely a positive, but it's really not. Boy, not necessarily. Really not for a lot of people. I'm still making my way through the Van Gogh biography that's supposed to be the greatest ever written and 700 pages long. But he was so freaking crazy and miserable. I mean, you wouldn't trade places. You wouldn't want you or your kids or anyone to have to trade places with Van Gogh and live his life. But you think he was an artistic genius, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Hinting at, yeah. Yeah. How much of that is the ear cutting thing? Like 80%? Because I wouldn't want to cut my ear off. (laughs) Well, he really loved that hooker. I mean, he loved her a lot. She was a hell of a guy. You know how much? This is how much. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? Oh, boy. Uh, You know, speaking of art and uh, old-timey art and your, your favorite book... Uh, Moby Dick, Herman Melville. Right. Uh, one of our alert listeners passed call me this Ishmael. On. I'm not going to call you Ishmael. All right. And don't. <laughs> one of our alert listeners, and I thank them very much, sent along a piece from the Smithsonian. There are whales alive today who were born before Moby Dick was written. Get out. I'm serious. Bowhead whales. 
I didn't know that whales lived that long. Like uh, bowhead whales appear to live a couple hundred years, or can couple hundred years. Some of the bowhead whales they live in the icy waters of the Arctic, Jack, where you dare not venture. Ah, uh, they're over two hundred years old. Huh. Isn't that insane? Whales can't read, so I'm not sure. I think the irony or excitement or whatever of that little nugget is lost on them. <laughs> well, I wasn't actually... You know, I was born before Moby Dick was even written. I was whale when whale wasn't cool. I didn't bring it up for whales. <laughs> I brought it up for people. Okay. Uh, but, but, you know, what's really interesting is that that means... And the bowhead population is still bouncing back from the whaling of the uh, the 1800s. But some of the very whales that, that dodged... Queequeg's harpoon, or those like him, are now swimming around. When was wiping Mom- the brow, saying "Woo, glad he missed." When was Moby Dick written? I'm guessing 1851. I was going to guess 80, so I'd have been late, but that's that's something. Yeah, I think that's what I just read. 1851. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Man, I'm fascinated by whales. We uh, we talk about all sorts of different things during the commercials, from what we're going to do next, obviously, to uh, you know, living a life of purpose came up during the. Um, Previous commercials and and uh, it really got me thinking. Got me thinking about my life, especially now that my kids are grown. You know what is my purpose? But I'm a huge fan of whales. Maybe that's my purpose. You're gonna be like Elaine's boyfriend in Seinfeld, enjoying Greenpeace. You'll be out on one of those boats, <laughs> the water spraying you in the face, or, or something like that. I don't know, something whaley. Something whaley is gonna be your purpose. I don't know. Starting don't know. a lot of plankton. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> save the whales. Or Maybe the kill dolphins. a really big one and mount it in your house. Huh? Like no, conversation. Piece. Good Lord. Right. Start munching on blubber. Dolphins, they're little whales. You know that? I didn't. Mammals, they're whales. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, some of the greatest trolling uh, that's ever been trolled may have passed uh, by you. I don't know. Did you hear the story that during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, in which Cory Booker and Kamala Harris were engaged in hand-to-hand knife fighting to see which one could be the more uh, prominent and admirable uh, symbol of the resistance. Well, I don't think he's in her league, actually. I think she'll best him over time. Do you think? I think you overestimate her. Mm. I've seen her a couple of times where I thought she was really impressive. All right, well, time will tell. So anyway, uh, as uh, Judge Kavanaugh is getting grilled and answering in, in vague generalities, and he's, God, he's a crazy smart guy, because he goes more into specifics than I expected, because he knows just how far he can go. But uh, a, a gal was sitting behind him, giving the white power hand signal. Did you hear about this? Have you seen this? Which is the AOK sign, right? That's right. Exactly. Which is secretly you know, signaling Kavanaugh's fans that, yes, he's down with you. And since many of us uh, do the AOK at various times, it's so easy to uh, to claim. Well, right. Right. So, but it's, it's obvious that Brett Kavanaugh is a white supremacist because freaking everybody's a white supremacist now. Well, the, it, if you, this is dumb on a hundred different levels, but if, if he were a white supremacist <laughs> and his assistant is in on the white supremacy thing, what? here's our strategy. Before I get confirmed on TV that's seen coast to coast, make sure everybody knows I'm a white supremacist. So that... Well, so that I... I oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
Maybe we should wait till after I've been confirmed. Right, it's just, again, the master plan of the white supremacists, which, again, is anybody who's to the right of Cory Booker is a white supremacist. Anyway, so this story makes it around. She's resting her hand on her leg as she sits there, and she just happens to have her hand in that shape. Right, right. Well, all right, so there are a couple of layers Vaguely of in that shape. So right. somebody took the picture and made a big deal out of it. Right. So the uh, there are a couple of layers to this. Number one, and we mentioned this yesterday or the day before, uh, this woman whose name is uh, Zena Bash. They call f- her Zena Bash. <laughs> who is a former clerk for, for the judge, was sitting behind him. That's the gal we're talking about. Her mother is Mexican and her father Jewish. Her husband, John, that's who's the perfect cover for a white supremacist. It's a good one. Her husband, John, who's the U.S. attorney for the Western District of Tejas, fired back at, his, at the critics, launching accusations at his wife by stating, the attacks today on my wife are repulsive. Everyone tweeting this vicious conspiracy theory should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, Mexican Jewish. She was born in Mexico. Her grandparents were Holocaust survivors. We, of course, have nothing to do with hate groups, which aim to terrorize and demean other people. Never have and never would. Which is just so obvious. I'm sorry that Mr. Bash had to say that. All right. A couple more layers you might not hear about. I'm kind of surprised he felt like he did have to respond to it. The whole thing was launched as so many bitterly hilarious things are on 4chan. The uncharted, lawless, brutal, young male-dominated message board of the Internet where really no rules of decency apply whatsoever. They thought it would be hilarious to troll the left-wing media by claiming that that was a white supremacist sign, Mm. which was then picked up and echoed all around and, and much discussed as these young fellows at their keyboards are laughing hysterically that they can claim anything as white supremacy and it will be repeated in the media. The next layer of it is this woman has become many people's hero. As the next day at the hearing, she was behind Judge Kavanaugh, looked squarely at the camera, smiled and gave an A-OK. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That is funny. That is beautiful. You know, one guy tweeted, get this woman a trophy for the greatest troll of all time. Zena Zena Bash makes Trump's troll game look like amateur hour. Zena Bash is my spirit animal. Uh, When we come back from the break, you know, we didn't hit on this controversy either because I thought it was incredibly unfair, but probably worth mentioning the whole Parkland father Kavanaugh turning his back. Did you follow that whole thing? Yeah. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never quibble with Michael about his brilliant choices of bumper music. And this is Led Zeppelin's fabulous The Ocean. But I will point out to you, Michael. Yes. The Ferocious Four actually have a song called Moby Dick. Oh, that's right. That's right. I wasn't sure I could play that, though. You would be surprised how many people have sent us pictures of them with Burt Reynolds. That's fabulous. <laughs> I never met him. Uh, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The 
Can you think of any laws that give government the power to make decisions about uh, the male body? Uh, I'm happy to answer a uh, more specific question. But male versus female. There are um, medical procedures. Okay. That the government that the government has the power to make a decision about a man's oh, body. I thought you were asking about medical procedures no, that are I, unique to I, men. I can I, I'll, I'll I'll repeat the question. Can you think of any laws that give the government the power to make decisions about the male body? I'm not a, I'm not a thinking of any right now, Senator. I understand where she's going. You understand where she's going, right? Everybody gets that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, a poor argument, but I understand well, her argument. It, you know, I I don't want to make people angry on this issue. I really don't. I've never understood why there's such a divide on this issue and I, and, and how how each side sees it so completely different. Now, somebody brought up the other day. refuses to concede at least some of the argument of the other side. Right. I understand where you're coming from, but... Right. Um, Because I would say to Kamala Harris, the moment a fetus can gestate inside a male body, that answer would change. Obviously. To me, that's obvious, but it's it's not about the gender. It's about the fetus. Well, right. There's another person involved. Yes. And, and, And people often say, well, religious, religious extremists who believe it. It's got nothing to do with religion to me. I've seen. Uh, ultrasounds. Right. That's it. It's not religion. It wasn't. It wasn't the Bible that made me. I saw a baby in there moving around, moving arms and legs at a point when you could legally kill it. That's that. And and so, what's it got to do with laws governing a man or woman's body? It's it's the laws governing that little being in there. Those moving his arms and legs around. I'm listening to the heartbeat. Right. I, I and yeah. Okay. Well, nobody wants now, to. Uh, you know, nobody. They don't want understanding. They just want to. You know preserve whatever they have or gain whatever they seek uh, you know so got a te- i'd rather do this job than that one it, it suits me better got a text from somebody i won't say who uh you has- like the new york times anonymous sources i'll bet that text doesn't exist this is sorry folks i'm looking out for you this is from a father who is filling out some insurance stuff for his uh his daughters uh particularly his daughter who's now driving uh, has anyone ever addressed this? I'm just curious. In this age of uh, the age we live in, how do insurance companies get away with charging more for a male than a female um, for anything, including the driver's insurance or whatever? When they ask my kid's gender, what if I would have said transgender or a female that identifies as male or a male that identifies as female or whatever for the rates? Oh, has anybody that. challenged that yet? I love that idea. You can't I- charge me more for my boy who's driving because he identifies as a woman. That's a great and who, idea. who's going to say no? He doesn't. You know that that would. Who's be... going to say? Well, what's his genitalia? You say. Well, what's that got to do with it? Right. He doesn't drive with it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> wow. How long did that take to learn? Uh, press the gas pedal. <laughs> oh, it's very Stop impressive. It. Oh my god! It's not an automatic um... either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. This should end now. <laughs> Well, you know, the only reason I like that idea so much is because, uh, you know, it'd be useful for pointing out the absurdity of so many other things. But, I, yeah, what a great... And I, mean, not, I totally get why insurance companies do that, and anybody with half a brain does and understands it's a legitimate business decision. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Actually, if you believe the science between the whole uh, trans thing, which I do, 
a uh, someone who's got the the brain of a, a a male inside a female should be paid it's charged the higher rates because Clearly. males are wilder drivers that's why they charge more more aggressive yeah more prone to thrill seeking yeah i know i was um and a 17 year old boy or the mind of a boy is much more likely to see what this thing will do <laughs> than a girl is. Right. I don't even know if it crosses most girls' minds. I will tell you this. There are uh, young drivers, young female drivers who are very aggressive and careless in yeah, a way a, that shocks me these uh, days. Yeah, well, just you, you've got daughters, so you have the, the experience. And but, I lived in a hood that was just brimming with teenagers. Yeah, my, my experience is it's more uh, reckless in a, I'm going too fast through this neighborhood without thinking it out. I've never known. Wild texting. I've never known girls that want to, like, peel out. Thrill-seeking. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to carelessness. Yeah, I've never seen a girl drag race. I used to go out to the cemetery road. We called it where I lived because it was the road by the cemetery. Ah. And there were no cars there. <laughs> and it had a start line and a finish line at the quarter mile that wow. was painted on there in spray paint. When it would wear off, somebody else would repaint it. Wow. And we would go out there and drive our motorcycles or our cars as fast as you could go. I and mean, you could hear them from our house. So you'd know if somebody was out there racing. Wow. Um, but I never, never saw one girl do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. Very fun. I'll be damned. Now, I did have a friend in high school. They Both guys. Never heard of girls doing this ever in my life either. I always thought I would drag race somebody. Because I had a motorcycle and you can beat any car on a motorcycle. But um, uh, I would I would do that. But I never thought chicken was a good idea. That always seems stupid to me. Oh, even as people a, actually do that? Oh, yeah. Even as a 14-year-old, the idea oh, of playing God chicken so. is just stupid. And so two of my high school, uh, they weren't friends of mine, but two guys in my high school, they did it. You know, and so the two guys that would never back down because you you win by not being the guy who backs down. Right. Uh, neither one of them backed down, and he ended up uh, with a broken back or whatever. Wow. Heinous injuries. That's Good idea. A, that always seems stupid to me, even as a young person. You know, that must be. Is that a, that's got to be a genetic thing, an upbringing thing, an know. epigenetic thing. If you have a good upbringing in the in the right genes, you just because there are a lot of stuff that. I thought immediately, no, I'm not doing that because that's stupid. Drag racing, as long as I control my own vehicle, I'm pretty much right, fine. Right. The playing of chicken, which I was only familiar with from various movies of the time. And I thought immediately, that's insane. Oh, uh, yeah. And stupid. Yeah. 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 That's dumb. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, yeah, a couple of guys did it in their their trucks and uh, out at the fairgrounds, big gravel parking lot, smashed into each other head on. Mm. Nice move. But girls don't do that is my point. So if you want to lower in your insurance rates, you need to claim you have a girl, whether you do or not. Sure. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And, exactly. and God help, you know, if travelers, for instance, should say, no, 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 get the junk of a boy. That's a boy. Then you make a, him, her. can't remember which way we're going here. A cause celeb. Yep. You go to the media with it. You, you go win. to the New York Times. Trust exactly. me, you will win. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the White House is compiling a list of likely op-ed suspects right now. Russia, Iran, Turkey could be about to cross the administration's red line in Syria. Yeah, boy. I wonder about this one. Um, do we honor this red line? Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
dipping do. So this is my first day in a world without Burt Reynolds. I'm just trying to see what it's like. Oh, my. Oh. So sad. Big part of your youth, evidently, Jack. <laughs> uh, let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. All right, let's break out the lie detectors. White House officials are reportedly compiling a list of a dozen people they think could have written that anonymous op-ed in the New York Times that slammed the president. Thursday night. Drag them all out of the White House into the Rose Garden and poke them with the thorns I don't think until somebody talks. I don't think it's fair to act like Trump's being unreasonable by being a little paranoid or angry about this. Do you tell me that it wouldn't make you paranoid or angry if you found out somebody close to you is uh, is looking at you this way, treating you this way? It'd make you, at work or at home or wherever, it'd make you really jumpy. I think Obama would literally have armed Valerie Jarrett with a couple of 12-inch butcher knives <laughs> and sent her you know, through the administration doing what needed to be done. Probably more of a blow dart thing. <laughs> Exactly. You just hear a f- Exactly. Last night, Senator Rand Paul said he thinks all White House employees with security clearance should undergo a lie detector test to prove their hands are clean. Rand, Rand Paul. Paul said that? Wow, yes. wow, the king of civil libertarians. I got to noodle that one that through. That doesn't sound like the Rand Paul brand. I mean, not to mention that lie detectors aren't accurate enough to be admissible in court. Right. Um... Uh, even if they were accurate, which they're not, but even if they're accurate, it seems like a weird thing to do. Other insiders think senior White House officials should sign sworn affidavits attesting the fact they didn't write it. And I, wonder, but I wonder if the Randy man's uh, vehemence comes from the fact that he he believes you ought to you know, wear your principles outwardly on your sleeve. Well, he doesn't believe you should put your grass clippings away. <laughs> <laughs> but... Again, justifying violence. Listen to you. Uh, but but the person didn't do anything despite the one-word tweet, treason. There's nothing in there that's close to treasonous. I mean, oh, no. there's no secrets. Right. There's no nothing. It's just, you know. You're a sucky employee. <laughs> we don't think you're a good president. Yeah. So people get to say that. So why does Rand Paul think we need to get this? You need to find out who this person is. Well, I- I don't know. Go ahead, Marsh. Is there more to it? No, I was just going to say it's in this one report that just came down. So, again, we'll double check. But they're saying it was Senator Rand Paul who came up with the idea for the lie detector test. Well, I don't think it's Rand Paul, the uh, constitutional expert, the civil libertarian. I think it's Rand Paul, the, hey, Mr. President, you've got a real scumbag in your administration. Uh, you know, you got to root them out, whatever it takes. You got a mole, a mole in the house. People on the left and the right have said, if this is how you feel, you got to put your name on it and you've got to resign. People, uh, Rachel Maddow has said it and Sean Hannity said it. I mean, yeah. rarely do you get agreement from people like that. Right. Or, as I've said, or just keep doing what you're doing and shut your mouth. I mean, it's just entirely self-serving, I think. Last night, President Trump went after the Times op-ed piece during that rally in Montana. The latest act of resistance is the op-ed published in the failing New York Times by an anonymous, really an anonymous, gutless coward. I believe it to be an anonymous anemone. (laughs) A lot of people across the political divide agree that it was, it's gutless to do that anonymously. (laughs) <laughs> How great an audience. You know, you got a friendly audience, an yeah. unfriendly audience, a neutral audience whenever you're in front of an audience. How great an audience is people who really want to go to a Trump rally in Montana. 
for Donald Trump. Oh, did you hear that? As good as it's going to get. Havanati, the creepy porn lawyer, is going to have a big rally the same night as Trump's in Texas for Cruz or somebody. But Trump's doing a big Texas one, which could be huge, speaking of Trump rallies. I mean, it could be be a record breaker. Lion Um, Ted. Havanati said he's going to try to put one together across town. I don't know how many people he'd poll. And what's he going to have people fornicate on stage or what? Yeah. Creepy porn lawyer. The presidents of Iran, Russia, and Turkey are meeting right now. They're ha- holding a summit on Syria as a bloody offensive for Idlib province looms, despite warnings from the U.S. and others not to launch the attack. You got the uh, Iranian president, uh, Rouhani, uh, Vladimir Putin, and the Turkish president all sitting down to talk about when to launch this attack. Wow, that's... Boy, I don't know about that, but Lord, if you're listening, how about you send a meteor to that meeting? Yeah, no kidding. So, we have vowed, the United States vowed this week, yep. he tweeted it, and then he reaffirmed it the next day that we're not going to put up with that. Although, as you pointed out, it was fairly vague language. There'll be a price to pay. There will be an appropriate response. Uh, uh, That could be a resolution in the UN, I suppose. Yeah. But it sounds a little like before we went into Libya, when when the word was Gaddafi and his people were going to go door to door and kill everybody. And we said, no, you're not. And then we just bombed the bejesus out of him, and he ended up riding a bayonet down the street, and that was the end of that. But And now um, it's just become a lawless, failed state chaos factory. But this would be a little different situation yeah. than just going... It wouldn't just be going after Assad. You got the Russians and the Iranians and the Turks involved? Right. right. Oof, that's... I know I'm the guy that's always saying this, but that's that's how a World War Three starts. There it is, folks. There it is. Tick till. And in that tick till. Forty minutes after the third hour of the show. I combined that with the death of Burt Reynolds for one fantastic program. You know, it could be a sign... Death of Burt Reynolds. And in that province, I do want to point out, three million people live, half of them civilians, displaced from other parts of Syria. Well, and you've got, so so a lot of the people are cornered there as they've been fleeing the only places you could be for years now. And now they're all cornered in one spot. And the Russians and the Iranians and Assad have all proven they're more than willing to just murder civilians. yeah. yeah. Indiscriminately. Barrel bombs, regular bombs, whatever. Just murder civilians. And does the world sit by, and we're the leader of the world, does the world sit by and allow that to happen? That's a a tough one. Hospitals and schools, etc. That's a tough one. One last quick note. Next year's Oscars will not, my friends, include a new most popular film category after all. The Academy of Motion Picture. Nobody liked that idea. <laughs> Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences said they heard you. <laughs> wow, how how NFL like is the Academy and the Oscars at this point? Yep, with their crumbling popularity, their embarrassment on this issue or that issue, their handing down of edicts that are later walked back, and the rest of it. Well, their ratings are tanking. Both examples are pretty good. They're in full flail mode. Right. What what does our audience want? Our audience keeps getting smaller no matter what we do. And the growing recognition that both of them are, you know, somewhat entertaining, but increasingly morally repugnant. You know, yeah, it's funny. There you go. Go do, hey, Oscars, do whatever you want. Or don't. I don't. I don't think anybody cares much anymore. No, no, they, they are way past the NFL. I mean, the NFL is savable to a certain extent. Though yeah. everything goes away eventually. Sure, but the Oscars—they're past. 
that that's it's too late. That patient is dead. You can keep pounding on its chest, but it ain't coming back. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty tough to watch at this point. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. Michael, let's ring the bell. You've, look, you've got your lips on a dead person. Oh my, oh, nurse. Is it Burt Reynolds that's driven you to all this death imagery? Nurse, give Lighten me my up, chest man. pounder. I need my chest pounder. Stat. Yeah, uh, no, Oscar's. It's dead. It's over. Oscar died. Good. Good riddance. He lived a good life. He died a couple of years ago. Let's all recognize he's starting to smell. I mean, come on now. Wow, is there any stopping you? <laughs> I know you're sad about Burt Reynolds, but geez, Jack. Yeah, something pleasant next. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. We're going to do what they say can be done. We've got a long way This is Bandit Darville talking. Before I tell you where I am, Sheriff, there's just one thing I want to say. You must be part coon dog, because I've been chased by the best of them. And, son, you make them look like they're all running in slow motion. Uh, Burt Reynolds uh, died yesterday. That's from Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, we were just talking about... Reckless uh, driving is no joke, Jack. Right, we were just talking about reckless driving. Uh, guys versus girls, boys versus girls when you're, you know young especially and uh we got a, a number of dads weighing in who have boys and girls and how d- different it is now the girls just it's just not even on their mind it doesn't cross their mind to to see if the car would do this or that <laughs> um, <laughs> testing the limits ah that ought to be actually the uh the name of my biography which uh which testing guys the limits the joe getty story do want to do yeah. um but you know every young person is more than capable of driving way too fast through a cul-de-sac neighborhood because they just, you know, because you're young and you don't understand it. You don't understand what's at stake. Right. Yep. yep. Which although, is why nobody should be allowed to vote until they are 30. Although I say this all the time because I pick up my uh, son from school pretty much every single day. It's amazing to me how many 40-year-old moms in sensible cars drive way too freaking fast through school zones with little kids everywhere. Wow. It's not. It's uh, never. I don't think it's ever happened where it's a 19-year-old guy in a Camaro. It's always a 40-year-old mom in a Honda Accord or something. Wow. And I think, you got a kid in your car. Right. And you're driving 40 miles an hour. There's little kids everywhere. What are you doing? Where does the, land, uh, where does the law stand on uh, dragging people out of their cars and slapping them silly? So I hop, I hop up on the hood like I'm Burt Reynolds. Yes. Slide across with my cowboy hat on and my thick mustache. Right. I make a wry comment with a twinkle in my eye, and they're all the better for the experience. Wow. That's good. I'd pay a dollar to see that. Um, hey, a couple of stray uh, topics slash uh, comments that are absolutely worth airing. want to thank Dave, uh, the teacher, for pointing this out. Any discussion of trying to remove the president via the 25th Amendment, which we mentioned the other day, briefly surpassed Kim Kardashian, the most searched term on Google. That's an odd moment in American history. It's an odd moment in human history. (laughs) really is. Although the enduring appeal of boobs uh, continues to amaze. Anyway, any discussion of trying to remove the president via the 25th Amendment needs to include a couple of facts. The president can immediately declare in writing that no disability exists. 
If the cabinet and the vice president still want to try to remove him, then it is decided by Congress. Sustaining the removal requires a two-third majority of both houses of Congress. This is a higher burden than removal via the impeachment process, which only requires a majority in the House. So it would just be... And then two-thirds of the Senate, right? It would be faster, um, in theory, because you wouldn't have the whole trial and everything. Right. So this is for an extreme case, is what it's for. Although we had an extreme case in our history at the end of Woodrow, Woodrow Wilson's uh, tenure when he had his stroke. He right. was completely incapacitated. His wife was running things, right. and everybody knew it. Yeah. I mean, he was absolutely what the 25th, well, the 25th Amendment didn't exist then. Came around in 67. Right. But that's the sort of situation the... Uh, it's designed for, I right. think. When somebody's the Ronald, just, Ronald Reagan example is frequently cited. When he was shot? Right, and, and Alexander Haig was running around declaring himself in charge. So is that why I heard this? Ballsy. <laughs> I heard this the other day, which means it could be wrong, because you hear things lots of times on maybe even this talk radio show that turn out to be inaccurate. But I heard on, a cable, thought. I heard on a cable news show that it, every 21 days it has to be re-upped. The president gets his power back in 21 days unless you can re-vote, reconfirm. Still crazy. So even in the case of Ronald Reagan, it would have been, okay, he's okay now. He's up and awake. He's um, Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So, yeah, that's interesting. So when you hear the 25th Amendment, um, uh, keep it in mind. Let's see. Oh, that, that was funny, but we've already covered it. Oh, you know what? I want to talk about this. If you get the award-winning fourth hour of the show, uh, this is a great note um, uh, from Al Anonymous pointing out a... Uh, a fabulous progressive government agency that was covering up rape because it made the agency look bad. Oof. There's an actual victim, an actual woman, a shining example of putting your principles in front of uh, expediency, and they took a pass, a big, fat pass. Uh, so we'll get to that. That is unbelievable. On a lighter note, Mr. Casey near Portland, who's trying to become the uh, preeminent correspondent to the Armstrong and Getty show, writes, the older I get, the more lame my excuses become. 25 years ago, I was late for work because a group of us pulled an all-nighter in Tijuana. Recently, I was late for work because halfway through my commute, I realized I was wearing my slippers. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Behold, you're wearing your slippers trick. Fright. Or you didn't put on your real shirt or whatever. I've done that. How many of us fellas, and you know, some of the gals are thinking, oh God, how true is that? All nighter in TJ, I remember those days. Forgetting I, I once showed up to work. It was a few years ago. Shirtless. I mean, not entirely shirtless. Not naked from the waist up. No, no. I was wearing just an undershirt. Right. And, and, And trust me, some of my undershirts should not be seen publicly. They're a tad gray. Well, why don't you replace them? Because nobody sees them. What's you. the point? It's just to keep my sweat off my uh, pits of my dress shirts. Because yeah, you know, yeah. Joe. You know. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you feel prettier if they were crisp and white? Since when have I had standards? Anyway, <laughs> so, but yeah, I showed up to work and I realized, oh, oh, and I left out the fact that so they don't affect the fit of my dress shirt, they're very tight. Mm. So here I am, gray... <laughs> Ratty t-shirted moobs flashing <laughs> in this undershirt. And so I, what did you do? Oh my god, I was mortified. I, I got into the office and realized that I had a, a jacket that somebody had given us, some car dealer <laughs> jacket or something. So I, I donned the jacket and requested the, the air conditioner be turned down even more. Anyway, so uh, 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 
more people are sending us the uh, Pat Tillman Nike thing. If you haven't seen it, it it's it's pretty good. And I understand oh, the parody of the Colin Kaepernick yeah. Nike thing. Yeah, about sacrifice. And, and I can't yeah. figure out if it's an unfair comparison or the perfect comparison. It's it's one of those. Um, the, well, the Nike thing is just so overblown. I mean, he he risked his cool getting to be on the field. Lucrative, lucrative, but he's already insanely rich. Yeah, um, but he risks something. Yeah, he risks and, getting and listen, to play. But I'm not mad at Colin Kaepernick. I'm not either. I'm not he's at all. He's a committed guy. I'm not at all. I think he's fuzzy-headed in his thinking, and and I think he's misguided. But you know, the guy's committed. Again, I as I mentioned earlier, I ended up in a conversation with a couple of special forces dudes who'd been in Afghanistan last night. So maybe I'm coming to it from a different perspective than I normally would. But talking to those guys. And and all the dudes, well, they risked everything, and, and all their friends that are dead now who actually risked everything. I, I've I've hated since nine eleven. I actually have hated anything that tries to make sports sound like it's war. Mm, yeah, and, and it's sacrifice. Yep. Any of your, you know, we're in the trenches together and all this. Nah, come on. You're on the same team briefly. Next year, you'll be playing against each other because your agent got our back. I mean, just the, any yeah, of the I, war metaphors for sports, I hate. I get metaphors, but the context has changed. Well, right. just don't take them seriously. Like, you're really, really a hero and sacrificing a lot and all this sort of stuff. I can't handle it. Mm, yep. True that. And, uh, but so Nike went there. And is their stock still down? Well, we'll check on it. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.